Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back and I wanted to give you guys an update on interest churn. I want to talk about this a little bit more because um, it's a very prevalent issue in my life and a lot has happened over this past week since I recorded that episode uh, that I want to share with you guys and I've had some insights. So um, basically, I, <laughs> okay, which way do I want to go? I have like, <laughs> sometimes I have like 10 different things that I want to talk about or a bunch of different directions that I want to go. And I'm like, Ugh, I get like stuck. So, okay, first thing I want to say, forgive me. <laughs> You guys know I try and be real and authentic on this podcast, and here here we are in one of those moments. You can listen to me struggle and stumble over my own thoughts, and ah, I know some of you can probably relate. So thank you for being here, and thank you for understanding. So here we go. Here's the, the path I'm going to go is to first talk about um, someone, a listener who wrote to me with a very interesting insight that actually really helped me a lot. And um, I don't want to say her name necessarily because I didn't get permission to do that, but I shall know who she is. Um, and thank you to her very much because it's sort of, uh, you know, when someone says something and you're like, oh, and then it sort of, uh, it sort of just like sparks a bunch of other insights where you're like, oh, 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 okay, yeah, um, <laughs> that's what happened anyway. So I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today. So what this person said was that um, I should try not being so analytical and think of my decision or or what did she say exactly? Approach it more from a somatic standpoint. So sit with myself, imagine how each of these paths that I'm trying to choose between and see how those things feel. Because you can feel things in your body, right? Like if I were to sit here and close my eyes and think about something that I absolutely hate doing, there's a specific feeling that comes up in your body when you like put yourself in that place. Um, especially if you're like me and you have a very, um, a very detailed imagination, uh, I can really, really, uh, put myself into a state where I can, I can induce feelings in my own body from via my imagination, right? It happens. I mean, that's why I have anxiety. <laughs> this is what I do all day long is I just imagine worst case scenarios and get myself worried about nothing most of the time, but that's another episode. Um, so I was like, Oh, you know what? that is great advice. And I haven't done that, which is weird because I'm usually a person who can rely a lot on feeling and intuition. 
Um, yes, I am a very analytical person and rely a lot on analysis and logic in my decision making, but also I do heavily rely on emotion and feeling and intuition. And I feel like it's been a good blend and it's worked out really well for me. But I think what happened, and here's where this sparked a bunch of insights in me, because then I sort of assessed what's been going on the past year and a half since the pandemic hit, and I was sort of thrust into the world of unemployment and having to make a decision about where my life is going career-wise, that I haven't been allowing myself to feel. I've been totally making, trying to make this decision from a 100% analytical, cerebral, logical standpoint. And I think the reason I've been doing this is because I don't trust my feelings and my emotions anymore. Because I feel ashamed of my interest churn. I feel ashamed that in the past I have led myself to believe through my feelings and through my emotions that I've wanted to do certain things or pursue certain career paths um, that haven't been able to hold my interest. And so I guess I felt like my feelings tricked me in those situations. So if I hope that makes sense. You know, like I just... It was almost like, yeah, like I wasn't allowing myself to feel. It was just, I wanted to list my options and list the pros and cons of each thing, which I actually sat down and I literally did that. I made (laughs) lists and reasons of why each thing was good or bad or what would be like the, the upside and the downside and the, you know, just very, very, very analytical. And I think that's what's had me stuck. I really think I haven't allowed myself to just chill out for a moment and see what feels right. What's calling to me? Because I'm scared. I'm scared that the thing that's calling to me isn't going to end up being the right thing again. And that I'm going to, for one, waste time pursuing it because I hate wasting time. And for two, that I'm going to once again have to start over when this thing doesn't work out. So I think because of that, I was telling myself that I need to make a decision not based on excitement or emotion, but based on logic Picking the thing that on paper looks the best. And i that's why I've been stuck. Because you can't make a decision like that. No one can make a decision purely. I mean, you can. <laughs> you can make a decision like that. But I think it's harder. I think it's really a lot harder. Especially when you're talking about something as important as a career. Like, this is a thing that you're going to pursue. And that's going to be a part of your life for a very long time. So I decided to stop thinking so hard about where each path was going to take me. 
stop thinking so much about the intricacies of what everything was going to look like and be like and which jobs had what kind of hours and this and that and da 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 like all of the little cogs of the bigger machine that I was just analyzing, 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 let it go. I just let it go. And I wanted to just sit back and see where my mind wandered throughout the day, what things I'm most interested in thinking about. You know, it's like once you can relax a little bit and let your mind sort of play around with these ideas, I think that is when you will be led to the decision that feels most right. And I think I'm finally being led in that direction um, because I've been allowing it, you know. And also, um, I listened to this podcast episode yesterday and uh, the podcaster was interviewing this man named Jonathan Fields and he wrote a book called Sparked, which I really want to get and read. Um, this is one of my favorite podcasts. It's called the Rich Roll Podcast. If you haven't listened to it, it's a great podcast. Um, he, Rich Roll is an endurance athlete. Uh, he is one of my favorite people to listen to because the way he articulates words is just like beautiful to me. He's a beautiful speaker. Um, so I really enjoy listening to him for that reason, because I'm a word nerd, but also his podcast is really, really good. And he interviews very interesting people. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, this podcast episode was talking all about, uh, discovering or like how to discover your purpose in life, how to find the thing that fulfills you, that moves you, that sets you on fire, um, metaphorically. And, um, I was like, wow, well, this episode is certainly relevant to me right now. Thank you universe for putting this in my podcast feed. So I listened to it. It was super interesting. Um, I don't want to go too much into like the details of it because I didn't want to make this episode super long, but, um, Basically, this guy has developed this formula for people to um, figure out, basically, it's like what your, what your, it's like an archetype almost type of situation. It's like what your inner self is most um, suited for, like what, what type of work is lends well to your personality. I don't really know how to explain it. Okay. So it's like, have any of you out there taken like the Enneagram test? I think it is. So it's akin to that, but this has a lot of, um, it's not just about personality type, but it's more about how like your personality type relates to the direction that you take your life. Um, so, and if any of you out there are an Enneagram type five, like me, let me know, please, because I am 100% certain that most autistic people are Enneagram fives. Enneagram five is the most rare type um, and especially the most rare type for women, Enneagram fives are called the investigator, 
which when I took the Enneagram test, I, um, I didn't know I was autistic. It wasn't even on my radar. And I'm like, once I found out I was autistic, I was like, oh, the fact that I'm an Enneagram five makes so much sense because Enneagram fives are people who kind of want to be left alone, go into the corner, research everything. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's so me. And now I'm like, oh, that's probably a lot because I'm autistic. But uh, anyway, so this guy, he did make a test that uh, you can take online. And if you want to know more about it and how he developed it, I do recommend that you listen to that podcast episode because I cannot explain it very well at all. (laughs) Like, I'm not good at hearing info and then regurgitating it back to others in a very concise way. So um, I'll put the link to that podcast episode in the show notes if any of you want to check it out. Or you can just go to um, sparkatype.com. It's S-P-A-R-K-E-T-Y-P-E.com. And um, take the test. It's like 10 minutes. It just asks you a bunch of questions about like your preferences and stuff and then comes up with your primary sparkotype. And I figure this is based on like archetype. You know, there are like the different archetypes and this is a sparkotype. So I thought that was like a clever play on words and I love a good clever play on words. So that made me even more interested in this. Um... So you get, once you take the test, you get your primary sparkotype and your shadow sparkotype, which is like still prevalent, but not the most dominant. And then you get your anti-sparkotype, which is the one that you're really not suited for at all. And you, (laughs) mine felt very accurate, you guys. So I took the test and it turned out that, so this was just yesterday that this happened. So At the point that this happened, I was already heavily leaning towards, like, deciding what I was going to finally pursue and try and do because I had spent a week just feeling my emotions and trying to, like, have a more somatic decision-making experience and really, really it was so helpful and I was just, like, at the tipping point of, like, you know, I really think I know. I think I know what I'm excited about and what I want to pursue. And then taking this test, like, sealed it. I was like, oh yeah, okay, so this does tell me that I am um, cut out for what, I, what I'm thinking of, of pursuing. So my first, my primary was the maven, which um, sounds really cool, first of all. I love that word, maven. Um, but the maven is basically like akin to the Enneagram type five, as in it's like you want to devour knowledge. You want to research everything. You want to know if you latch on to a topic. Oh, here it even says that as a maven, fascination is your call. You latch onto a topic, field, or industry and devour everything you can know about it. Say staying surface level just isn't an option for you. <laughs> you are driven to learn, to discover, to ferret out information, wisdom, knowledge for no other purpose than the joy of learning and knowing something as fully and deeply as you can. Well, if that ain't me, you guys, 
I don't know what is. So the maven, there was a long explanation, but that's just part of it. So that was my primary. And my shadow was the scientist, which was very intriguing because prior to taking this test, I was like, you know, I really do think that I am well suited for a career, a science-based career. Um, and I can talk a little bit more about that in a second, but, um, that was where I was leading myself. It was like, that's, that's the direction I was thinking like, oh, I should, I should go this direction. I should pursue science in some way, shape or form. Um, and then taking this test and seeing the maven and the scientist where it was like, yeah. So the scientist, just briefly, I'll read a couple sentences. Um, it says you are driven by and find a deep sense of satisfaction in the pursuit of an answer to a burning question <laughs> or the solution to a significant problem. But for you, when you're really being honest, that drive is almost always in service of doing the work of your primary spark type at the higher possible level. It's more a means than an end. So it's crazy because the way those two things just describe me so well. It's, I don't, I don't know. It, it just, it always blows my mind when I take tests like this and they're so accurate and I'm like, wow, that's, that's really cool that, that people can develop these types of personality tests that, um, can be so accurate, you know? Um, if any of you are curious, my anti-sparkotype was the warrior, which is also very accurate. This is the one that is least suited to me. Um, the warrior impulse is all about gathering and leading people along a path. Guys, I am not a gatherer or a leader. I don't want to gather people at all, first of all, and I'm definitely not a leader. Like, I don't like telling people what to do. I don't like to be in charge. I don't like to be the boss. I'm like, you give me a task. You tell me what to do. I'll get it done. Um, yeah, so I, so the warrior, any type of position where I'm in a leadership position, probably not for me, which is, I feel like, very accurate. Um, I have no desire. It, it wouldn't make me happy to be the boss. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so... I'm going to put the link to this test in the show notes. If you guys want to go take it and tell me what your sparkotypes were, please do so. I'm really interested to know what others get when they take this test. Um, also, and I got to itch my nose. Oh, my allergies have been bad. It's been really windy here. And like we live in the country and there's lots of dust and farm dirt just flying through the air. I'm really allergic to hay. <sighs> yeah, it's a mess. Anyway, um, I'm really curious what you guys would get on this. I'll also put the link to the ritual podcast episode, um, in the show notes. So if any of you want to listen to that, uh, so I'm on my way. I am on my way. I really have discovered that I've always had an interest in science. 
I have always had an interest in the way things work, the way they're put together, the structure, mostly of the body and the universe. I think astronomy has always intrigued me because I like to think of things very deep. I guess on a very deep level, like where did we come from? How did everything begin? What else is out there? Like what is the universe made of? And same thing with like the human body, anatomy and physiology has always been so interesting to me, the way that we are made up, what we're made of, how our bodies work, how all of the systems integrate and work together. Fascinating. And so the universe and the body are kind of similar in the way that they operate. And that also is very interesting, like the link between us as people and the universe as a whole. Uh, There are a lot of parallels, which is also another topic that I won't go into and info dump on you guys. Um, but so looking back at my career choices, it's funny because there has been a common thread of me, um, kind of attempting to go into certain types of work that I thought would be fulfilling. Um, but one of the things that this man talks about in this podcast episode is like, It's not necessarily the job that might be making you unhappy, but it's maybe um, your role in that job. So when I think about that, like I think about why I was unhappy as a nurse and because I went into nursing because of my um, interest in anatomy and physiology and how the body works and all that, what I didn't consider is that nurses, for the most part, um, as a nurse, yes, you have to have that knowledge, of course, and nurses are very smart, and they know a lot about anatomy and physiology and all that, but um, as a nurse, your primary job is uh, not researching or continually learning about many of those things. Your job as a nurse is caring for people, is following doctor's orders, is communicating heavily, heavily based on, you know, communication, um, between both your colleagues, your doctor, your patients. Um, it's a lot of, there is some critical, I mean, there's a lot of critical thinking involved in nursing, obviously. Um, but I think the type of work I would want to do within the healthcare field would be more research-based, Um, more on the scientific end of things. So all of this to say, like, I had it right by choosing healthcare. I just chose the wrong path in healthcare. I'm, I'm not cut out for nursing. I don't think necessarily just because of the duties that come along with that job just aren't well suited for me. Many of them, like the parts that I really loved about nursing were the things that I didn't get to do very often, to be honest. Um, so that just wasn't a good, a good fit for me. There were parts of nursing that I really loved and I have so much respect for nurses. They're very, um, smart and capable and wonderful people to give themselves in that way. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't for me, but, uh, I think, like, looking back now, I can see that I, like, 
tried to go on the right track, but I, I sort of, I didn't know, I guess is the main, is the main issue. I didn't really know myself enough to know that that was the wrong direction at the time. And now I do. And I'm 41. So sometimes it takes a while. Like you're, I started going to nursing school in my early twenties. It's like, I had no self-awareness in my early twenties. Like I knew enough to know that the human body interests me, but thinking about it beyond that, you know, was not a thing that I did. It was just like, well, this is interesting and it'll probably be good. Um, so now that I'm older, I've had more experiences. Um, I think I can get on the right track now. And I, I really think that I can find something that sparks my interest now and will be able to hold my interest because I do have that knowledge now that, you know, there are things in life that I have had a long-term interest in. It's just recognizing those things and um, figuring out how to p- apply them to a career path. Um, yeah, because honestly, like, I feel like up until now, I've sort of followed my feelings more than my logic or more than my analysis. And then this past year, I've been trying to work solely on logic and, uh, and analysis and now I think blending those two things together, you know, trusting my feeling, my excitement, and everything that that brings up for me, following that, but in a logical and analytical way, so that I can guide myself in the right direction of something that's exciting, but also a career that makes sense. (sighs) Anyway, I wasn't going to make this episode long, but I was just going to do like a little mini update, but then I started talking a lot and here we are, um, 26 minutes later. So I'll wrap it up. I, <laughs> I'll do another episode this week on something new. Um, but I just wanted to hop on and sort of like update you guys and give you the spark type info in case anyone else is struggling with this and you want to, um, take this test I think it would help if you listen to the podcast episode first, just so you sort of know how these types um, kind of tie in. It's like not, I don't know, maybe that's just me. I like to know the background info on something before I, before I do something like this. But anyway, like I said, I'll put all the info in the show notes. Um, this guy also has a book on this and, and I think, um, I think I'll get it and read it. Sometimes when I listen to a podcast episode, I'm like, oh, I don't need to read his book now. He already said everything. But he he said he does go into depth in the book about these things and and how they can apply and all of that. So it might be interesting too to read. There are a lot of books I have in my Amazon cart right now, you guys, that (laughs) there's not enough time to read all the books that I want to read. So when I come across another book, I'm like, okay, how important is this book to put in my Amazon cart? Because, uh, yeah, there needs to be more hours in the day. That's, that's what it all boils down to. Anyway, thank you for taking 
20, almost 28 minutes out of your day to listen. Sorry, my phone cut me off there. I don't know if you guys could tell. I was like in the middle of a sentence and my um, alarm on my phone started going off to remind me that I have an appointment in 30 minutes. Um, so uh, anyway, I don't know what I was saying, but I think I was just wrapping it up. So I'm going to put everything in the show notes. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to me go on and on again about all of the things. Uh, I will talk about, get on and talk about something else this week too. Um, at some point, (laughs) there are also a lot of topics that I want to talk about and it's always hard to decide what I want to, what I want to talk about that day. Decisions. Why are decisions so hard guys? Uh, Um, okay. Yeah, that's all. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.